The following program, The Kitchen Table Progressives, is sponsored by The Kitchen Table Progressives and to the extent applicable, their guests. The views and opinions expressed therein do not necessarily reflect those of NewsWeb Radio Company or its management. Welcome to Kitchen Table Progressive. Paul Richardson here, along with with, uh, Krista Gardner, my co-host this week, inviting you to join us around the table for an hour of casual conversation on law, civics, and politics, driving the current issues, where the menu is progressive and the table manners are, well, do we even have table manners? At the very least, they're unapologetically liberal. On the program this week, we're going to explore... Uh, some of the new polls out. There's a Gallup poll out that Krista was uh, was uh, pointing out to me. That's sort of interesting. We'll break it down. Uh, we'll see what you think about it. We'll take your calls at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Kind of an interesting poll. Of course, uh, Trump was in court this week on the uh, second defamation case on, for E. Jean Carroll, and he was. Uh, uh, what a little punk, you know. But uh, at any rate, uh, we'll get to that and whatever other issues are on your mind and whatever Krista has on her mind, too. So um, uh, without further ado, let, let me bring Krista on. Krista, how you doing this week? You there? Did we lose? Krista? Ah. Okay. Well, at any rate, uh, we'll get... Uh, Krista lost the connection, but uh, somehow we're having a trouble with, with that. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, if uh, if not, we'll have to maybe get her on phone. If the clean feed is not working, uh, maybe we'll get her on the uh, just get another phone. Anyway, yeah, uh, polls out, of course, uh, and then we had the um, the Iowa caucuses uh, on on Monday. Uh, you know what a nothing burger, really. Uh, when you think about it, what what a complete, uh, completely meaningless uh, showing. Uh, I, obviously, people have made a number of analogies about how few people showed up for this um, for this for the caucuses in Iowa. It was it was so pathetically low, and yet the media covered it like it was this. Uh, giant breakthrough, and as if, first of all, we didn't know that Trump was going to get the uh, the, the uh, win the caucus, but by barely, uh, really barely, what fifty one percent? Fifty one percent is just barely winning. It's just barely winning. So, um, anyway, Krista, uh, uh, are you with us? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, let's hopefully, awesome. hopefully, um, we'll. Uh, your, if your connection doesn't keep, keeps breaking out, uh, we'll just have to get you back on the on the phone, and, and Devin will pipe in through there. But anyway, how you doing this week? <laughs> I'm good. It was a good week. How about you? Good. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's been an interesting week. Um, the polls. I was just talking about the. Uh, let's just go back to the, um, the 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 Iowa caucuses. So. Um, Trump wins by 51% in Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, which I think 
uh, when you when you map it out, about 110,000 people participated in the caucuses. I I calculated that that is about three percent of the people that live in Iowa, and 110,000 people. I, I mean, I've heard people. Talk, making comparisons about what that means. Uh, I heard Richard Chu saying uh, it's it amounts to the number of people that live in a particular zip code. But I thought that uh, a good comparison was it uh, given that in like football analogies, one hundred and ten thousand is how many people fit into the University of Michigan football stadium every Saturday. <laughs> so uh, and Donald Trump only got half of the crowd. He only got fifty one percent. So he basically was on the he got the home team. Uh, advantage there, but uh, when you think about it, now that uh, Ron DeSantos has dropped out, right? Isn't he? Isn't that what was that breaking? Yeah, it was breaking that he dropped out, and uh, now you know he's basically telling all of the people that um, were thinking about voting for him to um, look at Trump. So uh, <laughs> that's the whole. Which I wasn't surprised. I kind of figured that would happen because. He seems like he's going to try to get him on board, you know, in some capacity or promise him something. That's what it seems like. The, uh, is, is, do you think uh, Ron DeSantos is trying to uh, garner some favor with Trump here now? For oh, some for reason? sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And, and you know what? For me personally, on the down low, I think they're all friends. They just know exactly what to do to kind of say what they need to say. And they probably, you know, behind the scenes, say, don't take it personal, but, you know, I want what you want. So I'll hook you up. If I win, you hook me up. If if you win. I just really feel that they're mm-hmm. all in cahoots together, regardless. Mm-hmm. So it's a big show. They're not, it's all. all oh, for the, sure. It's all yeah. like uh, uh, World Federation Wrestling. They all, they all put on the face, but they don't really hate each other. It's all, uh. Yeah, it is kind of a, um, what do you call it, a, uh, a, 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 um, no, what's the word I'm I'm looking for? Well, a scam for sure, but uh, kind of a conspiracy. The facade? The facade, a scam, a a conspiracy. They're all in on it together, yeah. Um, Well, but I think, though, that, well, and that's, of course, (laughs) what it means for Nikki Haley, obviously, is, well, it'll be Nikki Haley and Trump in New Hampshire. Yeah. Now, that should be interesting. Yeah. when you cut it down to two, and this is why I think the fifty-one percent, um, you know, Trump winning by fifty-one percent. If you now now with it with it being a a, a two-person primary, will you know what what happens to Nikki Haley or or what happens to Trump? Does this does this split out even closer? Um, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll have to see what happens with 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 New Hampshire, and of course. I almost here's what surprised me: Rick Scott, senator, black senator from South Carolina, endorsed Donald Trump. Yeah, but wasn't he? Didn't he always like him anyway? I mean, I, I don't know, but he just seemed like a a very tame Trumper. You know what I mean? Like I, I just could see him more on the side of Trump than any of the others. Truth be told, that's just how I, I looked at it. Uh huh. Well, how I looked at it was. Yeah, uh, when he when he announced his candidacy and he said, "Hello, hello, Charleston," <laughs> and he his voice cracked like he was in about the ninth grade, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's what it happened to me. Hello, Charleston. I was like, uh, "Oh, ouch!" <laughs> yeah, 
Mm. I, I, I don't know. The, the, the Trump brand, people are still trying to figure out if this brand is worth, is worth sticking to because it's all brand. This is still, I still think it's the Trump brand, and, and people yeah. are trying to figure out whether the brand is, is soured. I'm trying to, th- I wish I could, should have thought of some examples before now about brands that suddenly went sour. Like, oh, nobody buys that anymore. It's like, no, what, like something happened to it that I was trying to think of something, uh, food stuff or medication or something over the counter medication that just went, uh, oh. Nope, your brand just fell out of bed, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I, I, that that's one thing. But um, well, let's get to this. Let's get to this uh, Gallup poll. Um, now you you were you you sent this to me, and I was interested in it. So, do you have the numbers on that? I I have some. I do. Okay. So what I, this is what I see. I mean, this is basically what sums it up. It says that the Democratic Party has hit its lowest point in 35 years with only 27 percent of voters identifying with the party. But the same with the Republicans, that that party has only 27 percent of voters identifying with it as well. According to the survey, more people are identifying now. As independents, 43% identified as in independents in 2023, which tied a, a 2014 record. And all I can tell you is this. Almost everybody I know that that that, that considered themselves a liberal, they're either saying that they're in an independent mm-hmm. or that they are progressive and they do not identify with the term label um, liberal but more so progressive because they feel that progressive really identifies who they are more than the liberal party. So okay, that's so, what I'm hearing from my friends. Okay. And so now would, would those people identify as independents? Uh, are they likely to? <clears throat> yes. As okay, a matter of fact, so, I just, I just said, I just had a big argument with a, a friend of mine who is now, he, he basically said, even though he considers himself a, a true diehard progressive. Gotcha. He, if when it comes to voting, he's going to vote and, and consider himself an independent. If that makes any sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. So, but now they don't identify as liberal. They identify as progressive. Now, does does liberal equal Democrat in their mind? Yes. In their mind? Okay. They, yes. I mean, and these now when I'm talking about like my group of friends, we're talking about people. I'll talk about the age range of late 30s to mid 50s. I have had some friends, truth be told, of all races, of all races, but a lot of Latinos that have become, um, particularly the men, diehard uh, Trump Trumpers because of this machismo thing. Which is astonishing because you know, knowing them like back in the 80s and 90s, they were not like that. But I guess as you get older. And you get more money, you're going to hold on to the money and, you know, so it's just weird. I just see like my friends changing. It's uncomfortable to see it, be honest. And Mm -hmm. Trump has ruined a lot of friendships. That's all I have to say. That whole Trumpism has created a lot of division. I lost a lot of friends and everybody wants to talk politics. I don't want to because I want to remember my friends the way they were. Like, I don't want to know. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but uh, the one thing is that, okay, it doesn't surprise me that uh, people don't want to identify as liberal because the the word liberal 
The Republicans mm-hmm. have been trashing that yeah. uh, since the since the Reagan era. I mean, actually, probably since before that. Actually, to tell you the truth, it's been about a hundred years that they've been trashing the word liberal. Um, even though uh, you know, we actually in classical in classical political theory, that's what we are. We're a liberal. Mm-hmm. Conservatism means conservative. Classical conservative means divine right monarchy. You're the king because God wants you to be. Um, liberalism means self governance, and mm-hmm. uh, somehow it's somehow what has become uh, probably in the last hundred years is that the the word liberal means libertine means anything goes. Oh, you'll do anything. You're immoral and you don't care. And uh, but uh, that's so that's it. Doesn't surprise me that people want to stay away from that word. I can remember back. Uh, you know, I, I I started calling myself a normal. So no, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a, a conservative. I'm not a liberal. I'm a normal. I'm just a normal person with normal yeah. views. Uh, right. And uh, so yeah, I understand that. So if they want to, if liberal equals Democrat, and that's what the Republicans often do, is to say, let's say, uh, yeah, the liberal Democrats. And so people don't want to be don't want to be associated with that word. So if you want to be progressive, um, okay. You're going to identify as an independent. But here's the other thing I uh, found interesting uh, about the poll is that it said that now 43% of people now identify as independents. Both the parties are equal. Let's just take their numbers. 27% is the low for, for Democrats. Uh, it's a slight uptick for Republicans from 25%. 43% of the voting voters uh, identify as independents. Now, it says that of that 43%, Forty-five percent lean Republican. So right, now, right, yeah, right. Okay, mm-hmm. now let me break this out for you, people. Don't don't let your minds explode. I do math in my head. So forty-five percent of forty-three is going to be nineteen point three five. So, in other words, you can add nineteen point three five to the twenty-seven. That's the Republicans. They if they can secure that. Then that brings the Republican vote to uh, 46.35. Now, uh, it's also said that 43% of these independents lean Democrat. So 43% of 43 happens to be 18.49. And if you add that to the Democrats, 27%, they, they uh, scratch out at 45.49%. So the difference between them is... <laughs> Less than one percent. It's point is zero point eight six percent. So I see this as being oh. So that what this is kind of clever. In other words, it basically means they're equal. Now, if you think about this, is if you just add up the twenty seven percent for Democrats, twenty seven percent for Republicans, that's fifty four percent, and then another forty three percent of our independents. Well, that's only ninety seven percent. So we got we got. Three percent that are not accounted for. There's no. There's no accounting for them. That's one thing. But then, if right. you just combine these, if you combine these, uh, these fractions of who leans which way, you'd add the the, the Republicans forty six point three five percent, and the Democrats forty five point four nine percent comes out to ninety one point eight four percent in other words there's more than eight percent still unaccounted for 
Mm. <laughs> so wow. that's a huge, that's a huge, huge margin that we're yeah. still talking about, uh, and we'll talk about more about that after uh, the break. And we'll take your calls at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight right here on AM eight twenty WCPT Chicago's Progressive Talk. Be right back. Okay, back on Kitchen Table Progressive here on AM820 WCPT. Paul Richardson here along with Krista Gardner, and we are talking about the the current Gallup poll and some of the other polls we're talking about, uh, how the uh, Democrats and Republicans break out, why people identify the way they do, uh, Democrats, Republicans, or independents being uh, by now uh, 16 points, uh, 43 percent to 27 on both republican and democrats so by 16 percent more people are identifying as uh independents and uh, krista was giving some uh of her understanding of why that might be and we're going to get to some of yours here when uh let's go to our friend jim uh, in chicago and jim has got some thoughts on the issue I, I was going to say that I don't know if Elba's still available. When Napoleon was sent to Elba, I don't think the digs are too bad there. He could still bump around there. And in Trump's case, I think they, they should have a similar thing for him where he could put up a fake White House in a golf course and get tons of paper he can run through every day and pretend he's still in charge. And pretend he's still in charge. My, my, what I, what I can't fathom is where is he going to get these voters, Paul? Where is he going to get these voters? I can't, for the life of me, I, where is he going to get them? I mean, are you going to tell me that all the Hispanics, all the Hispanics in the country are suddenly going to turn to Trump? Or uh, or the black voters are going to turn to Trump? And people that voted for Biden are going to turn to Trump with Roe v. Wade on the line and, uh, and the economy going great guns? I mean, come on, where's he going to get these voters? Have you got any idea? I don't have a clue well, where he's going to get these people. Well, first of all, Jim, I... I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, you know, Jim, I, you always surprise me, and I love with, with the way you surprise me. When Napoleon went to his exile to Elba, I've never had a. You are on my wavelength. You must, you must kind of read my mind, Jim. It's the kind of stuff that I think is, yeah. Well, when when Napoleon was exiled to Elba, and uh, uh, how about this? Do you, by the way, Jim, do you know this? The longest palindrome in the English language. Goes like this. Abel was I, or I saw Alba. Yeah, Abel. Abel was I. Abel was I, or I saw Alba. It, was, it is a, I think, the longest pal- palindrome, which is something yeah. that reads the same way forwards and backwards. Okay. Well, uh, and by the way, the te- uh, it says on the uh, on the Cravassier cognac bottle, it says that uh, that. Uh, that uh, Napoleon took 10,000 bottles of Crevassier to Alba. So that he, ought to keep it. Wasn't that, he wasn't, it wasn't that bad. They, they could make a similar thing for Trump. <laughs> but what I was thinking of is like Hogan was on the news. It was on the uh, talk show. Yeah. So. Right. And he actually, okay. like, he, he, Paul, and, Paul and I know your guest knows, they got to keep the horse race going for, for the bottom line. You know, they they got to make yeah. money. They, they have the advertisements and so on and so forth. Right. But Hogan. Well, let's, uh, let's let 
Let's let let's let Krista answer answer your question. Krista, where yeah. I think that's a good question. How is Trump going to get voters with? All right. Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to tell you, and and this is no disrespect to white people, but I think a lot of white people out there are just under the assumption that just because you're a person of color, that 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 we're just going to vote for Biden. There's a lot of black people who feel like they're not heard. And I know quite a few of them. As a matter of fact, um, I have a very lovely couple, a friend of mine, they're, they're actually, they're um, a black family. And the, the wife is, is very, very Democrat, but the husband kind of switched a little bit. He started going just to, to these different churches, and uh, she wanted me to go with them, and I absolutely said I'm not. What was that guy's name that was speaking? Um, Gosh, I can't remember his name, but he, he was on, like, the, the, the Trump uh, team, and I refused to go with them. And I was like, what's up with your husband? And she's like, you know, they're not speaking for us. And I hear that a lot of the time, even with a good friend of mine who, who will definitely um, align to a certain degree with the Democratic Party. He's on the fence of voting because he's like, what has the white people done for the Latinos? And so I think a lot of white people don't really realize not all black people think alike not all latinos think alike there's some of them out there that feel like they're not being heard and they're going to vote another way the only reason why i i really believe that is because i participated and witnessed in my old job undercover some of these focus groups of course it's such a small representative but there are people that don't feel heard that are not white yeah. All right. But, wait, but, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, let me say this. If you're not heard, are you going to turn to Trump? Is Trump right. going to hear you? I mean, that's they're not going to vote. Trump, they're, they're, they're not going to vote, vote, which is just as bad. Well, that's it. That's better yet. But I didn't want to be punished by people who think that. Uh, you know, you've got to look at the United States history. I mean, you've got to have everything in place. You got to have all your ducks in a row. You got to have this. The, the, now we got to get the uh, Supreme Court back. But well, you need the House, the Senate, the presidency. You got to need everything. And it only happens. Is you only get that royal flush every fifty years. So my point is, I don't care right. what people, but you can't because they're disaffected. They're not going to vote for a lunatic who belongs on. The, what, 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 what in the Bermuda might be a good spot for him. I think they, I know what the wind is there, you know. But anyway, I mean, he needs to be put in prison. Forget about well, I, the guy. I think there's a good in prison. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's, he's criminally insane. First of all, he's criminally insane. His yeah. son-in-law got two billion dollars from the Saudis. Paul. Now that could buy you a lot of land, a lot of uh, you know. I'm sure the son-in-law is going you know, to have to dip into the till for a billion, to, you know, to keep his campaign going. And yeah. because if he gets elected, he could probably get another two or three billion from the Chinese or whoever else yeah. they, they yeah. can sell his uh, goods. Yeah, to. right. Yeah, it's Biden who's the crooked one. Yeah, Biden's taking all the money from the Chinese, though, right? That's what the... Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his son and his brother, you know, they're loaded to the gills with money. Anyway, my point being, if you're disaffected, don't vote. That's fine with me. Don't vote. They're not going to vote. Don't vote. Well, good. Good, because that only makes Biden even get that money. That's much more votes. That's all. Well, he's going to win. He's going to win by at least by ten million. Don't you think it went by ten million votes? I think that. I think that. I think that. That's what. Okay, 
in in uh, 2012. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, 2008. 16. Oh, 2008. 2008. 2008. Barack Obama <laughs> blew out John McCain and Sarah Palin by. 70 million to 60 million votes. John McCain got 60 million votes. Uh, Mitt Romney in 2012 got 62 million. Um, Trump in 2016 uh, got about the same. No, no, in, in 2016 he got about the same as <clears throat> he got about the same as Mitt Romney did, but Hillary Clinton got about 66 million. Um, it was it was 2020 that uh, you know the, when Joe Biden got over 80 million, 81 million votes. By the way, 81 million votes is more votes than any other leader in the history of the world has gotten mm-hmm. to be the leader. Donald Trump got 70. Yeah, but I don't see how I don't see how. Here, here's what here's the problem. I have two two thoughts I have about about not voting is that I've heard I have heard people of color say you know don't take us for granted. We're not going to vote. But that's as a protest, but that's not a protest. That's being invisible. That's just saying, I really want to be disaffected now because that's what Barack Obama finally did. He said, look, when, he, when, we, didn't, when we didn't give him the Congress uh, and he lost the Congress in, tw- in, 20, uh, you know, in 2010 because of the Tea Party, and then he said, what, he, what Barack Obama finally said is, I have to deal with who votes. Uh, you know, I, the Congress I have is, is who voted for them. Absolutely. So when the people of color... Yeah. Yeah. The Affordable Care Act is a perfect example of it. Here, here is a person, Obama, who's a... Isn't he a constitutional genius lawyer? I mean, everybody was after him for his law. He was a constitutional genius. And he knew yeah. the Affordable Care Act was going to be a difficult proposition for the reason that even the Supreme Court wants to strike it down. The Republicans want to strike it down. But we managed, and, and, and uh, it was uh, McCain who saved it by the bell by putting his thumb down that night. Yeah, but that's yeah. how, so you can be disaffected as much as you want, but you think that you're, you, you can sit in your apartment and think, oh, I want pie and I want something else. This mm-hmm. is America. We, we've got to get the levers of power. That's way enough of my talking yeah. and your guest. But I think I think Biden wins. I think Biden picks him without a couple million votes. That's, that's I can't imagine where these votes for Trump are going to come. Anyway, you guys have All a right. good week. Two million votes. Thanks. Okay. Thank. Thank. Uh, thanks, Jim. Yeah. You know, here's the one thing I want to ask you, Krista, about this is okay. Mm-hmm. And I did hear Richard Chu uh, was talking on, on Family Meeting before. Is that yeah? Okay. If if black male turnout. Uh, is decreased by say five percent. Let's look, and he was saying, look at the numbers. Uh, blacks are about uh, fourteen. Fifth, let's call it fifteen percent of the American population. If if black male turnout is depressed by five percent, by that's five percent of fifteen percent of that. So that's like. 0.75 of a percent. That's point. That's zero point seven five of a percent. Mm-hmm. But look at it this way: um, when you look at Donald Trump, that's true. There, there may be black men who won't vote for Biden, but they're not going to be taken for granted. And maybe black women too. Although I think black, you can tell me: are black women have, do black women have a different um, feeling about about it than black men? Yeah, you know what? I can tell you that uh, my black girlfriends die hard 
Democrats, no matter what. They are going to vote, period, end of story. I've heard more um, black men and Latino men either deciding not to vote um, are on the fence or are headed towards Trump. So, and of course, that's just my group of friends. And, uh, right. you know, I've ha- I have some friends that have gone really off the, off the board and they're conspiracy theorists, you know what I mean? So right. everybody's changed, you know? Okay. But, so yeah. let me ask you this now, uh, given <clears throat> kind of the uh, dynamic of, of American black culture, uh, how do how do black men and black women get along if the black women are like diehard Democrats and mm-hmm. the black women are and the black men are going, oh, I ain't voting for Biden. I'm not, you know, I'm or I might vote for Trump. That seems like there's uh, going to be conflict between black men and black women. Yeah, I know. And I think about that all the time. You know, like I said, a good friend of mine, she's married to a. I, I don't know what happened to him. He's definitely changed. And I don't know if it's because he just started going to church. I don't want to blame the church, but he's going to church a lot. And this particular church is, is very, yeah. you know, you have to, to vote your morals and stuff like that. Right. Also, keep in mind, I do, most of my friends, um, are a lot of them are Catholic. Um, a lot of them do go to church. So that's, you know, where their thinking is and where they're aligning themselves, you know, with what matters to them. Mostly a lot of social issues. So their vote is uh, based on what's going on socially um, in this in, yeah. in this at least in the state of California you know sure. um, also financially how they are dealing with their finances so it, I just find it really interesting when you hear about inflation and like what you know when I work on Stephanie Miller's show and I hear callers that say it's not a big deal and it's baffling to me because in my surroundings it is a big deal. So that's what's hard for me to uh, to kind of wrap around my head is like, how come like the people I know are complaining and saying, you know, they don't have money for this because everything's so expensive. But then I hear other people call and say, oh, it's not a big deal because in this year it was, you know, it's pretty much the same and prices haven't really gone up. It's just so weird. Everybody's thinking is different. You know, and so I can just only give my experience from the people that I'm around and how they feel and and what they're going through, you know. All right. Okay. Well, let's explore that in a little bit. I want to go back onto um, uh, Jim's question. And I was going to go back to Donald Trump and his behavior in court this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is this is E.G. and Carol's second defamation case uh, against Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is sitting at the defense table. He's clapping his hands and saying, oh, this is a witch hunt, and oh, this is really is a con job. This is such a con job. Now, uh, he that might play well with his base, but I, I guarantee you that doesn't play well with a jury. That is disrespectful to the jury, no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't care if they're tr- if they're what their political leanings are. If the defendant in a case is behaving like that in court, I just feel like first of all they're going to slap them down again. And say, "Yep, you defamed her again," and we're going to find again for another ten million dollars or whatever. But that won't stop him. He'll keep doing it. And by the way, I think she should keep suing him every time he does. But what I'm thinking is what. When when women see this, if a jury finds him liable again, then the whole idea. By the way, the first case, the, the judge said, "No, you were not. You were not," because uh, he wanted to take the rape uh, wording out of the 
And the judge said, no, you were found liable for sexual assault rape. And I think that women of every color look at that and say, can't handle that. And I think the suburban white women uh, will, I don't care if they're Republicans or not, will just say, no, I cannot, I, I, I cannot handle a man like that who continues. And what he's doing is he's really confirming that actually every time he does this and, and acts more like an abuser than he actually did rape her. See what I mean? You know, but don't you find this? This is what I found. I found that the people who like him, no matter what he does, I believe. Remember when he said he could go down the street and shoot somebody and people will still love him? I really do believe the men and women who love him are going to love him no matter what he does. Like, it's bizarre. It's like they're in a spell. No matter what he does, they're still going to be behind, you know. But any normal person would be, that's an outrage. But I still think that those women who love him, it's not even, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's just propaganda. It's just a lie. You know, but any normal woman would be pissed. Right. Yeah. Well, but when you look at, uh, in 2016, Trump won 53% of the white female vote. Mm. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, this comes down to, uh, if, if we talk about how all, you know, all people of color are not the same. Um, I think there's misogyny on, on part of women. I think that a lot of women <laughs> just plain didn't like Hillary Clinton. It's kind of like, who does yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, see, what can I say? Who is that B think she is uh, wearing that mm-hmm. skirt or whatever? You know how people, women do say that. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, we, we will sort out this topic uh, a little bit more in a few minutes. And we're still take your calls here at 773-763-9278. And we will uh, continue to untangle the mystery of Juan Donald J. Trump and his effect on the American populace. Be right back. And we are finishing out a uh, last segment of Kitchen Table Progressive here for a January 21st edition. Uh, and uh, we have a couple callers, so let's get them right right to them. Uh, Dave in Hoffman the States has a question. Uh, Dave, what, what's your question? Yeah. Oh, hey, Chris. Yeah, when you're mentioning about the black or whatever not wanting to vote for Biden, and that is... And Richard Chu has said in the past, you believe less even about the vacation that well, about the young blacks not wanting to vote for Biden. They didn't feel they're mm-hmm. getting, you know, they're blue or whatever. And I talk, I reminded him, I said, if you recall in 2016 in Macomb County, Michigan, they did not go vote for Hillary because of the fact that A, she wasn't Obama and B, she was a woman. And what did they do? They cut off their nose to fight their face. They didn't go vote. Yeah, in Macomb County. You're talking about... uh, uh, Dave, uh, Dave, are you talking about blacks in Macomb County? Most of them, yeah. They they were, in a sense, they were mad. Yeah, right. They didn't didn't want to vote. Right. And and she only lost by how many thousand, not that many thousand votes either. Like, I don't know, was it... uh, He could have pulled her over the the edge. 
Yeah, less than 11,000, 10,700 votes uh, in Michigan, I believe it was, uh, in 2016. Uh, yeah, uh, people, yeah, they didn't vote. Uh, and there was also the Jill Stein factor, the uh, the complete con, uh, con artist, Jill Stein. Uh, so so what's the question? Is that how is Biden going to get the vote, the, the black or... Well, I'm just- you want history to repeat yourself again because uh, something, you know, tweaks that you didn't want to, you know, you don't want to vote for the man? Well, you this know, is what I was fine. saying about, yeah, you know, um, you know, uh, Barack Obama's friend Van Jones, uh, he said that, you know, uh, when Republicans lose an election, they want to kill Democrats. But when Democrats lose an election, they want to kill themselves. And so it's like, that's kind of what, that's what, that's kind of what Democrats do. They vote for, you know, a president that they really like. They have a lot of enthusiasm for, uh, Barack Obama. And yet they, they fail to follow through to give him a Congress or, uh, you know, that, that can actually get these things done. He'd be willing to do. And that's what Barack Obama eventually said. I have to work with the Congress you give me. That's what the, in other words, he was saying, this is what, this is who the American people sent to work with me. He cannot, he cannot say, I'm judging the, the American people are stupid. I mean, he might think that, but he, he has to say, I'm the president, I'm the executive branch, and this is the Congress they sent to work with me, and they obstructed just about everything he did, just like, and why, and why I think Joe Biden is masterful is that Joe Biden with, uh, either slim majorities, which he had uh, in 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 the first uh, twenty uh, in the first two years, was able to get a few things passed. But he's actually gotten things passed with the Republican House. At least uh, little damage has been done. And yet, this is what we do. We uh, he gets things. He would be getting a lot of things done that would help people of color. But we don't. People turn around and say, "Oh, you know." I, I think that the, I think there might be a kind of a, um, oh, naivete or an ignorance that they don't understand that there's. Yeah. We don't have a dictator. I think a lot of America believes that the president does everything. The president sets gasoline prices. The president says. Yet we're told that no, we, we don't have a. That would be socialism. We don't have a socialist no, country. The president. Yeah. I think uh, President Obama fell into that uh, thing that people couldn't be sued for. And because uh, if you recall, he could have put uh, Mr. Arnold on during that recess uh, break uh, that time. You know, and they claimed, you know, that President Obama was a constitutional scholar, so he would have, he should have known he could have done that. And. And then the uh, other thing, he should have got Ruth Bader Ginsburg to retire. Yeah, right. That's well. That is a that is a point. That that is a fair point. And I think uh, Justice Ginsburg, uh, you know, might have considered things, knowing that she she probably knew she was that ill. And uh, but at any rate, uh, also, but the problem being that. Um, well, yeah, it, 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 he should have had her retire before she died in what, 28, I've forgotten now what year she died, uh, 2018, I guess. But um, uh, if he could have gotten her to retire before Scalia did, then uh, mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell could not have could not have held up uh, a justice. That, he couldn't hold up two justices. So 
but let's get Krista's input. Uh, Krista, what, what does Joe Biden have to do to actually get uh, people of color to to feel like they're that, that he's hearing them, that, that they're and they would that they would vote for him? What could he do? You know what? I, I, I wish I knew. And I, as you guys were talking, I was just thinking about, you know, uh, conversations I've had with friends. Um, I think a lot of it is he's just a well, first of all, he probably needs to speak to, you know, black and, you know, maybe Latino people more and, and, and you know, let them know what uh, he plans on doing to help the communities. My question is, because I do, and this is a question for you guys, because this is all that I'm, I can see, and I'm wondering if this might factor in. And maybe it's just propaganda I'm watching on, on um, social media. But in Chicago, I see all these videos of these black people really upset um, with uh, the migrant situation. And they're saying, well, what about, you know, our black men on the streets and our, our um, black children? Like, why aren't you doing anything to help them? I've heard that. However, I don't know if it's true. Can you tell me if that's an, a, a, a situation in Chicago that maybe, you know, he can speak to that to some some black communities, like what he's going to do to help maybe with crime or any of this? I don't oh, know. Dave, what, what do you think, Dave? I, I, I live in the suburbs. <laughs> I just, huh. You know, what I see what I put out on the news, the local news, you know, who knows how. Yeah. Cuter, yeah. that is too. So, right. uh, but, um, right. and, um, uh, two yeah, but see what, are, yeah, I, I, I think what we, friends are with the church and I kind of tell them how to lean, how to vote. How do these people, yeah, that's true. The five one three, you know, uh, yeah. deduction, he, you, you know what, what? he. Paul, Paul, I'm telling you, he's. Let me tell you, the church is very powerful when yeah. it comes to convincing people how to vote. Because yeah. um, what they're saying is, if you don't vote based on your morals, some churches would flat out tell you, "You're going to hell." I'm telling yeah. you that right now. Yeah. Right. So I got to tell you that too. But just one other quick thing I wanted to address too is, I also hear this is a lot of things I also hear is we need younger and not whiter when it comes to presidents. So that's something else that I've heard is we need younger presidents that aren't necessarily white. We need a president of color like an Obama. That's why people loved him because they felt that, you know, he, he was helping everybody. So well, but the, the, the knock on Obama from the black community is he that's didn't true. do enough for the black community. That's true. Okay. Uh, thanks, Dave. Uh, we got another caller here that I want to get to before we run out of time. Um, let's go to uh, Diane. Diane, are you there? Hi. Um, I'd like to address an issue that hasn't been addressed at all. COVID. Okay. All right. Now, during Trump's term, how many people died under him? Half a million? All right. And they're well, still no, About a million. About We're a million, losing. yeah. Yeah. All right. And we're losing 1,500 a week from this new strain. Now, who are we losing? Trump's peace. They won't vaccinate. They won't mask up. Um, his bellies are getting smaller and smaller and smaller because he's killing off his base. Here's another point. All right, hydroxychloroquine. He kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. According to the CDC, 17,000 people in this country died from taking hydroxychloroquine. So he's killing off his base there. That's why the numbers are dwindling and dwindling. Or they're getting sick, and then they're getting long COVID, and they're blaming Trump. They're not getting on air. They're not getting their voices heard, and they don't want to blame Trump. They're going to blame anything and everything. 
but Trump. All right, but what's happening is his numbers are going down and down and down because he killed off his base. Well, there is a there is a certain point to that. A, a, a certain, uh, yeah, I, I think there is something to that. That I don't know if it's a significant uh, portion of, um, you know, a, a significant segment or or a fraction of the voting population that. Uh, my dad died of COVID. Now, my dad was not a Trump supporter, but he did kind of uh, buy into this anti-vax. He bought into the rhetoric um, that he didn't need. He, he thought he bought into the rhetoric that uh, he didn't need a vaccine because the vaccine was uh, was worse than the disease. And all I could say was I, I didn't I didn't argue with him about it. I mean, I don't argue with my dad. He was ninety three the time, but he. Uh, all I could think was, I, you know, maybe his circle of contacts is small enough that he won't be exposed. Unfortunately, the way he was exposed is he got it from my sister, uh, who was vaccinated, mm-hmm. and she got it. She was exposed from her son, who got was exposed at school from her teenage son, and then she she brought it over to dad's house, and and of course, as we've said, the Vaccine doesn't stop you from getting infected with COVID. It stops you, your body, from reacting to it. And uh, I mean, you can still have. That's what every vaccine does. It doesn't stop you from getting it. It stops you from being sick from it. So she didn't know she had it. She had a, a she a sniffles or something like that. There's no reason why she thought she should go over to you know or not go over to Dad's house. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's. So my dad got it. He didn't even seek treatment for a week. He was way too sick before he even sought treatment. And he didn't even seek treatment because he actually, my sister came over and found him on the floor. And that's, <laughs> and that's how he sought treatment after he'd already been sick for a week. So had to call the, you know, the 911 and he went into the intensive care. He actually made it through that, but uh, he never had the energy to, to try and re- recover. But now he was not a Trump supporter, but he did buy into... No, he he couldn't stand Donald Trump. Absolutely could not. My my dad was a Republican, by the way. He he generally voted Republican, except up until Obama. He voted for Obama, and he did not vote for Trump. I don't know if he voted for Hillary or he didn't vote, but uh, he did not vote for Trump. Couldn't stand Donald Trump, uh, but he did kind of buy into this uh, this propaganda, which, by the way, was really huge in Michigan. It still is. This whole COVID was a big farce, and a lot of people there still believe it. Um, you know, my family's still there, and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, it, but Dad's not there anymore. And uh, it, it, I kind of like my brother, my younger brother, said, well, I don't know anybody who's sick with COVID, and I had to remind him, yeah, except Dad, who died from it, right? <laughs> oh, well, that's, yeah, that's true, it goes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, think about it, man. But I think there's a point to that, too. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to see uh, how these... The other thing is, about the polls, about Biden's popularity... Krista, what do you think about this? Do, when people are called for a poll, do they just... And I know this is true from having been a teacher for so many years. People just write down or say what they think is the right answer. Mm-hmm. I, I have to agree with you because I'll tell you, I just I'm always scared. That's why I don't really do them of giving it, telling the truth because I'm scared of somebody coming after me. So I don't fill out that stuff. You know what I mean? It's, you know, so yeah. 
whenever they ask me about like stuff out here in California or anything, I don't want to participate because I don't I don't think people are truthful. But I don't believe any of the polls. I don't believe them at all. Yeah, I I I I think there's a lot to <laughs> to uh, yeah the the well in 2022 the word was gaslight. The pollsters gaslighted us about what was going to happen. And one of the reasons uh, I've probably made, I've made this point before in the program is that um, the post, the pollsters have to call on telephones and who answers the telephone is not a representative uh, cross section of America. The, mm-hmm. the, the um, margin of error is far too high because of the fact and we realize this in the, uh, the Democratic, you know, when I, I work for the local Democrats where I live. We stopped doing telephone, uh, you know, telephoning on Saturdays because, you know, when I work a, a, a three or four, a three or three, four hour shift on a Saturday morning from 10, like 10 to one or 10 to two, I don't get through to more than like uh, five people at the most. Mm-hmm. And if you've got 10 people in the office who are doing the same thing, um, then it's, uh, it just, it, it, we're wasting our time. Um, so we've had the our, our person who started analyzing the data just um, you know has decided we, we're better off just sending people out door to door where people will talk to you. Yeah. Uh, so, well, we have come to the end of our time this week. Uh, I want to thank Krista for being with me, co-hosting with thank me. You. Uh, I'm sure it will be a uh, it will be a uh, interesting. As we go forward to see how Donald Trump uh, fares in the polls, and we'll, we'll have to see exactly uh, how the court cases play out. Join us again uh, next Sunday night uh, following the family meeting at 6 p.m. here on AM 820 WCPT, Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. This is HeartlandSignal.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs>